This is episode 23 of Everyday Wellness, Festive Holiday Strategies for Food, Fun, and Balance with Amanda Nyberg. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Good morning. Today we have my dear friend, Amanda Nyberg, who is a registered dietitian specializing in bariatric and weight loss nutrition, a fellow fit enthusiast and ridiculously fit, I should add, and a working mom of two. She is passionate about motivating, supporting, and educating people to meet their wellness goals and has worked in the field of bariatrics and weight loss for the past 16 years, helping thousands of patients reach their goals with and without surgical intervention. She's an avid reader and feels that the science behind weight loss, diet, and nutrition is always changing. This rapid change can create confusion and frustration with the average person trying to be successful at weight loss. We so agree. Your goal is to bring the latest cutting-edge strategies and techniques to her clients in the most concise and educational manner. Her passion and purpose are to enthusiastically empower people who want to get back on track and take control of their health through weight loss and wellness. She wants to provide the most current cutting edge nutritional techniques that not only provide results, but that are also sustainable for life. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I might add it is, you know, the Monday after Thanksgiving. So we're grateful that you cultivated a little bit of time out um, from your travels. I was watching on Insta stories. It looks like you were traveling all over from Virginia all the way back farther south. It was a busy holiday. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, we're so glad to have you here and to learn about all of your wisdom. Let's just start kind of from the beginning. So you've been working in this field for more than 15 years. How did you get started? And then how has your work changed over time? Yes. Well, I've actually been a registered dietitian. I mean, let me age myself for um, (laughs) 20 years, (laughs) Um, but specifically been in this uh, field of bariatric and weight loss nutrition for the past, you know, 15 to 16 years. And um, it's been an exciting time um, to, you know, be in that field. I, you know, went to college with a passion for health and wellness and just loved everything about food science and um, you know dietary education and things like that so i was really drawn to a degree in dietetics um, really from the very beginning i was a gymnast growing up so pretty athletic pretty dialed in with the importance of you know health and nutrition and i just wanted to have the ability to share that with other people and, and kind of work in that clinical setting I would say a lot has changed in the last um, 20 years. I think you guys can both both agree with that. Um, Just with general nutrition recommendations, I remember um, from the very beginning, 
probably toting around spray butter and <laughs> uh, fat-free ranch dressing and um, fat-free cheese to show my clients um, what they should be eating to be healthy. Um, and I remember following those recommendations as well, like living on lean cuisine meals and, and kind of that you know, high process, um, but healthy, low fat items. And, um, it was really about 10 years ago when I was like, when I was actually diagnosed with high cholesterol at the age of, um, you know, 30 years old and my doctor wanted to put me on a statin and I just felt like I'm healthy. I eat well, I exercise, I'm only 30. I I just felt like that that was not um, the right case. So I said, you know, give me some time. And I read a book called The Cholesterol Myth. And it really just changed my perspective on nutrition and um, health and wellness. Like, wow, we've really got this backwards um, with regards to this whole low fat craze and caloric craze. Um, and that really just kind of shifted my focus just to kind of educate myself more about you know, what were the trends in nutrition and how are they, you know, rapidly changing? I love that, you know, being in cardiology, um, and I'm aging myself as well, when I say that I, you know, worked in healthcare for 20 years, but uh, 16 of, of which I worked in as a, as a nurse practitioner in cardiology specifically, and all the, you know, low cholesterol, um, no, no, no saturated fats, um, you know, non-fat garbage that we used to suggest, recommend pushing lots of grains, lots of wheat, uh, and, and it kind of makes me shudder. So yeah. I, I love that you have kind of evolved um, as we have in, in terms of our perspectives, because, you know, your, your clients uh, really benefit from that ultimately long term, but it also gives you a sense of how much things have shifted. And, and I too remember the, it made, made me chuckle when you mentioned the non-fat cheese that doesn't melt. <laughs> yes, I mean, what is it? <laughs> yeah, like it's a gelatinous blob and it doesn't yeah. look like cheese and it doesn't, and it doesn't taste like, like anything. No. <laughs> no, and that's what I, you know, I tell my clients all the time, I'm like all that like, you know, processed, fat-free crap that tastes like crap you know, was probably making you gain weight versus lose weight. Mm-hmm. So um, bring bring on the real food and right. what I say. Right. It's so empowering. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, having your, your background and uh, or working with bariatric patients, you know, when do you feel like it's a good option? I know, you know, over the years, there are plenty of people that I quote unquote assessed or cleared uh, medically to proceed right. with surgery. But in your opinion, um, when do you feel like it's a good option? And when is it not? And I, I think that there's value in at least touching on that, because I know for some people, they feel like, you know, it, that that sometimes is the only option that they have, or, or the thing that I always found curious, and, and you may be able to speak to this as well is how many patients that would come to see me to get clearance or, or, or pre op risk assessment, they were they would say to me, well, I need to gain t- I need to gain ten or twenty more pounds. I'm like, oh, what? Um, and, and that would <laughs> yeah. make me cringe. I'm like, really? That would be when bariatric surgery is not a good option. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I remember when I was in school, bariatric surgery was literally like one paragraph. It was so taboo. You know, it was like. It, as a dietitian, we thought it was like worst case scenario. But I will say bariatric surgery can be an amazing strategy, an amazing tool for the right person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, 
you know, the biggest misconception about weight loss surgery that I know my, my program that I was in, we worked really hard to educate our clients um, with regards that many people think that surgery is the easy way out, that it's a quick fix. And it, it really, truly is not. I mean, my most successful patients probably work harder than they ever did to lose the weight and more importantly, mm-hmm. keep it off. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think that anyone that's looking into, you know, that option A, you must have exhausted every other means possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you must have tried, you know, a, a really good attempt. And the nice thing is, in my opinion, that most insurances do require patients to show evidence of at least a six-month participation in a medically supervised weight loss program. So, you know, not something that they've tried for two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's important um, to show that they've attempted to be successful and they still struggle. Obviously, we're looking for morbidly obese um, people. You know, your BMI must be over a 35 with two significant comorbidities, most likely specifically diabetes and hypertension, sleep apnea. Those are kind of the three big ones. Um, or a BMI of 40 or above. So, you know, you're looking at at least 100 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. And, and those were truly the clients that, that we saw on a daily basis, um, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 pounds overweight that just couldn't get the momentum to, mm-hmm. to get to where they wanted to be. Well, and I would imagine when someone gets to a point where they're so leptin resistant, and I'll, I'll absolutely define that topic or that uh, concept in a second, when someone's that leptin resistant, it really makes you understand how they have this disconnect between their gut and their brain. Um, And so obviously, the more leptin resistant you are, the less likely you are to register that you're full, there's no satiety. So when, um, you know, I would have patients ask me or I have friends and family ask me when we're out and they'll see someone that has a massive plate of food in front of them that that is a weight problem. And I explain, I was like, this is not them not wanting to eat less it's that their brain doesn't register that they're full that they're full to capacity um and so that can be you know i i I think that's a really good indication you know you know the kind of work that you that you are doing um with your patients when they really do that is really like their last resort or that's what they need to be doing to to turn things around for them yeah and in in a lot of cases and, and i see this even with my clients that just want to lose 10 to 20 pounds you know, they just, they haven't been educated in what to do. Their, their doctor gives them a, a quick handout that says eat less, exercise more. You know, the strategies are not there. I would see clients that couldn't even read a simple food label. Mm-hmm. It, it just, the, the healthcare system as it is with this model of treatment versus prevention, um, it doesn't allow time to you know sit down with a client for one hour and go through how to read a food label you know what's the difference between you know a calorie a carb a fat and a protein you know Mm -hmm. just simple things like that that can really help them you know see progress on their own well i love that you talk about bariatric surgery weight loss surgery as something that you do in conjunction with other things too so when you feel like it's done in conjunction with education and continued work on healthy eating and that sort of thing what is the success rate for that type of surgery oh through the roof i mean when you have i mean i would say across the board success from my opinion from my program was maybe 50 50 
Um, and I know that doesn't sound very good, but in terms of if you get a motivated, compliant, you know, um, patient that is ready to make the change that's going to make the most of their surgical tool because that's all it is it's just a tool you either use it or lose it um then they'll see phenomenal success and they'll see it for the years and years to come it's just when you get a client that you know has that kind of quick fix mentality really rides that first three to six months which we call the honeymoon period where you don't have to do a lot to be successful and they kind of get this false notion that this is what it's going to be like forever and then you know a year later they're kind of falling back into those bad habits but I, I always say that I had the hardest job in the office because the surgeon worked for 45 minutes and I worked for the next 15 years, you know, with that client. Um, because that's what it really all came down. If they were off track, where did they, you know, where did they go? They came back to me. Um, because it, at, at the end of the day, regardless of how big or little your stomach is, it's all about what you put in it. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of ways that you can manipulate those procedures and still get a lot of volume of food in, in a negative way. Well, we actually had a, um, I don't think I'm going to say something that's inappropriate. We actually had an office manager at one point who um, had a band, so a gastric band, uh, not actual, she didn't have her, her uh, organs rerouted. Right. And she actually beat the band and then oh. went for a second surgery but didn't go in the United States. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification, and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one -on -one, interpreting your data 
and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. And had had a very serious um, and ultimately fatal outcome, which was incredibly, incredibly sad. Um, Yeah, so, you know, there's there's definitely ways that sometimes, um, you know, certain procedures, uh, people that still have a strong desire and propensity to continue to overeat. Um, If they're not working on it, obviously, if they're working directly with you, you're giving them the support they need. But I I think a lot of people don't get the support they need post procedure. Correct. And that can really be um, problematic. So what a great gift to your patients that you have them rooting for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with the band procedure, which was kind of like a a drive-by procedure, like our organization, the American Society of uh, Bariatric Surgery has actually put out a statement almost two years ago to abandon the band. Like really any doctor that's still putting bands in is very questionable um, because we know how just not effective that procedure is. So, um, but yeah, I mean, even with the bypass, even with the gastric sleeve, which is kind of the new and latest and greatest, you can eat right through that bad boy. And and we call them slider foods. Um, so, you know, I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, if you put a cracker in your mouth and suck on it and it dissolves, well, you're going to be able to eat a sleeve of crackers after the surgery. You know, that's not going to change. You're going to be able to eat a gallon of ice cream. That's not going to change because those foods just kind of slide in and slide out. Mm. But, you know, when you sit down and you eat broccoli or chicken, that's what's going to kind of stick with you keep you full and satisfied and get you eating less. I just love that it still comes back to kind of eating real foods and foods that are good for you. And, you know, as a psychologist, I'm always fascinated by our thinking and mindset. Could you talk a little bit about how, and I'm sure some of your work with these clients is around mindset. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's probably one of the most important things I'm sure that you experience as well. But I think the biggest thing is to realize that, you know, it's a process. Things don't happen overnight. 
I think even with the clients that I work with now that haven't had surgical weight loss, we have this kind of quick fix mentality. Um, we think that if we, you know, dial it in for a week that we should lose 10 pounds because of that. Like, hey, I was really good this week. Like, I should see really big results. And unfortunately, weight loss just doesn't work like that. Um, it takes time. And, and that's one of the biggest things that um, we try to emphasize with our clients in terms of, you know, you probably won't reach your goal weight for for two years if you have, you know, two, 300 pounds to lose. So slow and steady wins the race. And, and that's kind of the same thing that we fight with, with regards to non-surgical clients. You know, they want to see those immediate results. And when they don't see those results or they only lose a pound or, you know, a little bit here and there, then they get frustrated and they want to give up. So, you know, looking at the big picture, I think is the biggest key setting long-term goals in addition to short-term goals, you know, so that you have the ability to kind of measure that small progress and you know you're moving in the right direction. So I think that's the biggest thing that I try to work with all my clients. Yeah, I think that's so important, not just for weight, but for general health too, is to really focus on the the long-term health gains. Yeah, no, I mean, it it takes time for sure. And, you know, effort. And it's hard for many, many people. And and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not on occasion, not guilty of this myself. But I think it can be challenging when we acknowledge that not everything is instantaneous. We live in a culture, we want everything now, we don't want to wait. Uh, we don't want to be patient and it, it can be very hard when we're accustomed in so many other areas of our lives to recognize that we actually do need to um, put in the, the hard work and the effort to make it something that's sustainable and long term. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a, an Instagram post yesterday talking about it's not a diet. It's a long term, long term lifestyle change or choice. Um, and I think that's that's essentially what you're saying as well, that it has to be something that you can do long term to make it successful. Absolutely. And my tagline 100% of the time is whatever you do to lose the weight, you better be prepared to do to keep it off Mm -hmm. because it it is all about a a lifestyle change. So if you if you are looking for a quick fix and you want to lose, you know, five to 10 pounds a week and you do it through liquid diets and, you know, kind of these just crazy um, you know, ways of doing it, well, then most likely you're just going to gain it all back because you can't live on a shake for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So when we focus on sustainable lifestyle changes, finding that balance between being good and being real, um, then that's when it finally sticks and you get off that yo-yo dieting chain train for sure. Yeah, I think there's a distinction to be made between losing weight to get to your goal weight and then keeping it off and i think many of those same many of the strategies are the same but often when we when my clients anyway have a desire to lose weight it's for a specific reason um and the desire to keep it off can be less when it's not tied when that why isn't quite as strong so true yeah so true and i mean for me i think keeping the weight off is much harder than losing it (laughs) yeah in some cases for sure yeah it seems like there's a lot of momentum and support around 
getting it off and you know there's a lot of positive reinforcement about the weight coming off and how great a person looks and feels um, mm-hmm. and there's less of that I think once the weight is maintained you still have to do many of those same behaviors but the reinforcement exactly. is less yeah exactly my clients would all often especially in the hospital setting they they would always look at me and be like do, do, have you ever had a weight problem and mm-hmm. and I would tell them I mean I've, I've had two children which obviously you know gained weight for that but you know, basically the, the strategies that I'm teaching you are the strategies that I implement in my life every single day. So, you know, I'm not immune to being obese as well. You know, I just make sure that I focus on whole food nutrition and getting my exercise and, you know, kind of doing the things that I need to do to keep myself in check. So it's no different. And I think really the key when you use the term whole foods nutrition, what that means to me and and probably to Kelly and to you as well, is that you eat real food. I, I think that things like, and I'll give you some examples, things like protein powders and protein bars, yes, they're a convenience, they really should be used sparingly. But I think as a society, we really have kind of gotten to this mindset that we need stuff that's quick grab and go. And so we have kind of stepped away from food prep and all of those kinds of things that really are instrumental and, and so critical for having like long-term success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get asked all the time and, and I've started telling people, I know you longer use protein powders and people are always surprised. And I'm like, listen, I'm a total realist. I do have some clean protein bars in my pantry for right. when we travel or we get stuck. But I think your body is designed to chew food swallow it, process it. I mean, that's the most important thing you can be doing because your body recognizes what that is as opposed to a bunch of chemicals in a protein powder scoop um, that I think we just unfortunately have kind of gotten to this mentality that we need that to, to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, right after surgery, bariatric patients, uh, protein is a big issue and getting it in is a challenge. So supplements can be very important. But it it really comes back to, especially when we talk about a bariatric patient, the whole food nutrition comes back to just the slider foods, you know, processed foods Mm -hmm. are junk food, you know, are your slider foods. Those are the foods that you're going to be able to easily overeat. consume more of feel full on less and and you know cause you to sabotage your your progress so Mm -hmm. i'm sure you guys say this all the time but you know you shop the perimeter of the Mm -hmm. grocery store that's Mm -hmm. that's where you want to you know put your focus absolutely so out of curiosity, I know, because I know you personally, as well as professionally, what are some of your strategies for dealing with all the food around the holidays? I know that is a hot topic. I watched oh. some of your videos last week. Yeah. Um, but I, I think people feel so overwhelmed that sometimes they don't go into a family meal or a party with a strategy. And um, I would probably speak for all three of us. We probably all have strategies for how we address these things, but I'd love to hear, you know, your kind of take and perspective on that. Yes. I mean, as coming off of, you know, two Thanksgivings <laughs> from the past five days, um, I think we can all agree that today is a huge reset for most people for sure. But, um, you know, the strategies that I really, um, enforce with my clients over the past week, prior to Thanksgiving, moving into the next holiday season are very simple ones. Uh, you know, I want to keep it very simple. And the first one is it starts with hydration. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I personally feel like that most Americans are um, dehydrated. They're not getting enough fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, they're, they think they're hungry all the time when in reality they're just thirsty. So I really feel like if we can push, you know, large amounts of water, you know, at least 64 ounces of water a day, um, if not more, you just feel so much better. You feel less hunger, you have more energy, you know, across the board, um, you're just going to feel so much better than if you're, you know, relying on coffee and sodas and then alcohol and, you know, all of those things that are going to kind of drag you down. So good hydration is t definitely tip number one. Um, and then, you know, my main tip number two, just in general, is going to be, you know, give yourself grace for the one meal, the one day, recognizing that, you know, one meal, one day is not what will set you back. It's just your ability or inability to dial it right back in as quickly as possible that um, will be the determinant of that. So, you know, allowing yourself a little bit of everything, but then the next day getting right back on track with, mm -hmm. you know, whole food nutrition. And do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armour Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armour's Colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, 
fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. Um, and healthy eating. Some of the strategies that I implemented within my own Thanksgiving was to incorporate low-carb appetizers. Mm -hmm. So prior to Thanksgiving, instead of loading up on cheese and crackers and chips and dip, you know, we had like a veggie tray and we had like celery with maybe some like beer cheese. We had some deviled eggs. So that way we weren't loading up on carbohydrates right before a really carb-heavy meal. Um, And that really helped to also go into the big meal, not like starving. Mm -hmm. So you're able to have kind of one portion and then, you know, kind of wrap it up. Um, The last strategy is by far to try to stay as, as active as possible, whether that be a walk in the morning, a walk in the evening, your regular activity. But the more you can move around before and after your meal, the better. Such good tips um, and so logical, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's great. I mean, it, it really shows us that you don't have to have some crazy complicated formula mm-hmm. um, to lose weight or to eat healthy around the holidays or really any time that there's food around at office, work parties and things like that. Um, but I know that there are times, and as being a realist, you know this too, <laughs> when we want to maybe indulge a little more and maybe have a healthy drink, a healthy cocktail. Uh, Do you have any ideas about how people can kind of have a cocktail, but have it not ruin their progress? Yeah, absolutely. Like realists for real right there. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And I think that alcohol is, is a tricky issue for a lot of people. Um, and finding the right balance between, you know, enjoying a cocktail here and there and still reaching your weight loss goals is, I know, um, a, a pain point for a lot of my clients. But um, there are absolutely um, tons of ways that you can incorporate alcohol in a healthy manner. I think the biggest issue um, that I try to stress with my clients is volume. Um, you know, if you know you're going to be at an event or, you know, even like Thanksgiving where you start with mimosas in the morning and then you have cocktails in the afternoon and then you're drinking wine in, in the evening, you know, where you may be drinking a little bit all day long, um, it's about kind of balancing that out. So 
My number one strategy with regards to cocktails is a glass of water before your cocktail and Mm -hmm. a glass of water after your cocktail before your next one. So kind of spacing out that fluid, um, that water between cocktails can really help to lessen the caloric and nutritional impact um, that alcohol is going to have. I also um, will encourage clients, I'm a big fan of club soda or LaCroix, Mm -hmm. um, the flavored kind of um, mineral waters and things like that. When you're using healthier mixers, then your, you know, alcohol caloric intake is going to be stretched significantly. So one of my favorite um, cocktails is a wine spritzer. So you can use three to four ounces of typically like a white wine you put some ice, you put another, you know, three to four ounces of club soda, maybe squeeze a lime, and it's just really refreshing. Um, okay. And it gives you a lot more volume to drink. I'll even add sometimes, you know, six ounces of club soda just to kind of slow things down where I'm actually drinking more club soda than I am wine, mm-hmm. um, but kind of getting th- the best of both worlds. Same thing with, you know, instead of like a Um, a vodka tonic, which is going to be loaded with carbohydrates and calories, you would do a vodka soda, you know, Mm -hmm. with a a squeeze of lime. So your clear liquors tend to be a little bit healthier, a little bit lower in calories than kind of like your darker liquors. So I I tend to focus on vodka and tequila with some club soda and lime. Um, Those are really refreshing. You know, I was surprised to learn because I'm not a tonic drinker ever, never have been, but my Mm -hmm. husband loves gin and tonics and I was buying him tonic water and I happened to flip the bottle over. I had no idea how many calories were in that. I was stunned. It's like soda. I mean, yeah. yeah and sugar um, yeah sugar water yeah Yeah. for sure me too trust me i used to be a vodka tonic i wondered why they taste so good (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy because because we think of it as the clear liquid right yeah exactly oh that must be calorie free or low calorie that's exactly right Those are great tips. You know, I find for myself, I don't know if it's because it might, as Kelly will laugh as I say this earlier, there was someone on one of social media who was um, trying to refer to me uh, affectionately, but called me a slightly older woman. And um, I was like, dang, that makes me feel old. Um, But... Um, one of the things I found is I have, as I have chronologically gotten older, I'm always getting younger on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with uh, non-clear liquors. I can do vodka martinis. I can do white wine. I can do Prosecco. But as soon as I start getting drinking red wine and mm-hmm. some of the darker liquors, not only do I end up with a horrible hangover, even if I haven't had much to drink, I just don't feel good. Uh, and I, I would imagine that there's just more additives and it's harder for our body to, to process that kind of alcohol. So I think your suggestions are good ones. It's ways that you can, you know, kind of enjoy the holidays and not feel like you get completely off the rails. Absolutely. Well, we know that you have something exciting coming up in January, and we'd like to learn a little bit more about that. So you have a program called LEAN, which is Living Energized and Nourished. I'm a fan of acronyms, so totally love that. Um, <laughs> can you tell us more <laughs> Tell us more about this program and who can benefit? Yeah, so um, the LEAN program, it's a seven-week online program. So I have entered the field of this kind of online um, consulting for about the past two years. And it's just been really exciting to have the opportunity to connect with people from all over the United States um, and help them 
learn nutritional strategies to get them, you know, eating better and, and losing weight and feeling better. So the program is um, based around just some typical um, nutritional strategies. You know, I like to tell people there are no gimmicks, there are no pills, no shakes, no potions. It's really um, uh, on a foundation of whole food nutrition, teaching people how to incorporate more whole foods into their life um, and how to do it in an effective way so that they can lose weight. Um, and that's that's really what the, the Lean program is about. Um, it comes with a six-week meal plan, and the intention of the meal plan, it, you can. It's very flexible, so you can follow the meal plan, or you you don't have to follow the meal plan. But my intention with the meal plan was to get people thinking outside the box with regards to the foods that they're typically eating. From my experience, people rely kind of on the same like five or six meals that they kind of rotate through, and they're kind of in a nutritional rut with regards to healthy eating, typically that involves vegetables. <laughs> People just don't eat enough vegetables. So the the challenge that I um, give my clients is here, I wanna teach you how to make collie rice and make it taste really good. And I wanna teach you how to incorporate zoodles, zucchini noodles and make them taste really good. I wanna teach you how to cook broccoli and cauliflower so your whole family enjoys it um, and a lot of that entails bringing a lot of fat back into the diet well not a lot of fat but you know fat back into the diet you know one of the hardest things that um, I have to get across to clients is stop fearing fat you know fat is not the enemy it gives your food flavor and um, it actually helps you absorb fat soluble vitamins even better so you know broccoli with a little butter is probably more nutritious than broccoli without it um, because of that reason. So um, teaching them how to use healthy fats to season their food and, and make it taste a lot better. So it, it's really based on that whole food nutrition. The goal is also to improve the metabolism because that's really the biggest issue is that everybody has a really sluggish metabolism. We do that through nutritional strategies such as um, carb cycling, macro management. Um, I don't know about you guys, but from my experience, just simply getting a client to log their food is such a creates such nutritional awareness that that alone can get somebody going in the right direction. Um, you know, kind of understanding that you can't just eat all the fruit you want, and maybe oatmeal is not the best choice um, first thing in the morning. Um, so we do a lot of tracking and reporting. And then um, obviously we throw in some exercise to try to stay active and, and build lean muscle mass to further increase that metabolism in the long run. So it's a, it's a great program. It is for anyone and everyone, um, whether you're you know 20 years old or you know 70 years old. Um, I've had people go through the program and see great success. And I think it just comes down to the fact that it's there's just no gimmicks. You know, it's really just um, rooted in you know healthy eating, which is you know my background as a dietitian. And that's totally in line with everything that you've been talking about too, with really making it a, a whole way of living and a sustainable way of living. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's probably my biggest goal. You know, a lot of people will say, well, how much am I gonna lose if I do the seven-week program? And, and, and I'll tell them that, you know, um, obviously it 
depends, you know, where you're starting, where you're coming from with regards to weight loss. But I will try to manage their expectations and say, this program is not so restrictive, so, you know, um, unrealistic that you're going to lose, you know, five pounds a week. It's just not going to happen. But the purpose of this program is so that you can create a sustainable lifestyle that you can continue to follow after the seven weeks is up. Because if you can't do that, then the program didn't work. Right, right. Well, what a gift it is for you to have this program to share with your clients. Um, So tell me more about how we can find out about your work and get involved in your programs. Where can we find you? Social media is probably one of the easiest ways to find me. I'm super active on Instagram. I'm all about giving out free content, which is kind of like what you guys are doing. Um, But I I don't really have any secrets over here. I want to show you exactly what I'm doing and how I'm living my life. So I'm very active in stories. Um, Like Cynthia mentioned, I'm a huge huge proponent of meal prep and planning. I think that that's really key to long-term success. So you'll typically see me prepping and planning each week, um, sharing the meals that I eat, sharing the meals I feed my family. And I think just seeing those, you know, visuals can be super helpful. So um, that's a great way to kind of follow along. And then obviously you can um, jump over to amandanibert.com for more information about all my services. And I have a blog and testimonies. So lots of information there as well. And I think one of the things about you, Amanda, in a sea of, you know, wellness professionals, one of the things that I really appreciate and value and respect about you is that you're very candid. And I think you know, someone said to me many years ago, people can't connect with perfect. And so it's very easy in the social media realm that we all exist in that we can just show the perfect sides of our lives. But I love that you show the funny and you show, you know, this worked or this didn't work. And so I really, you know, applaud you for, um, you know, being transparent. And and it's something I'm actively always working on myself. But uh, I think that allows people to connect better with you knowing that, you know, we all have a glass of alcohol, we enjoy our pie, we, you know, we had a little bit too much to drink one night, or, you know, a little too much fun, or whatever it is that we did. It's just nice to see the human side of you um, as well. Well, thank you. I definitely think that I'm a lot of progress, definitely not perfection. (laughs) (laughs) We support that. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. For sure. And I think that that's important for, yeah, I think it's important for people to realize that because I think that most people have that dieter's mindset that all or nothing you know Mm -hmm. you're either 100 percent on or you're 100 percent off and and it's the worst mindset to, Mm -hmm. to be in so again it's all about finding that balance you know it's all about picking yourself up when you fall down and getting right back on track we love that and you've given us so many great tips but one of the things we like to do is to ask our guests to provide listeners with just two tips that you could give them to optimize their health and wellness, things that they can do every day? Number one, I'll go back to the water. I just think it's the simplest strategy that anybody, it's free, you know, it doesn't cost you any money, that anybody can implement and really see reward from, you know, just making it a point to get more water not not crystal light not tea you know just good old plain water i'm also a huge proponent of electrolyte water because i feel like most people are 
running low on magnesium, potassium, and, and sodium. So um, refueling those electrolytes typically makes my clients feel so much better. So good hydration is, is definitely tip number one. And then tip number two is, is just um, for sure the, the planning, just even just consciously thinking ahead. Of, of what your day is gonna look like and, and where your food is gonna be coming from, I think can make a huge difference instead of winging it. Winging it is, is definitely gonna get you in trouble. Well, we can't thank you enough, especially as we stated before, this is the Monday after Thanksgiving for carving out a little bit of time in your morning to chat with us. We are just really enjoyed this uh, session with you. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.